HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Aki Kwatema, a food writer, the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, jizakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is a still mystery for many people, and try to demystify it in this program to my cool guests. And my guest today is Kazuko Nagao, the founder of Okonomi, the Okonomiyaki shop uh, based in Queens, New York. And Okonomiyaki is a Japanese-style savory pancake, which is very popular in Japan. And despite its rich and delicious taste and approachable style, Okonomiyaki is yet to be known to the world outside of Japan. And Kazuko has been making okonomiyaki for New Yorkers at street fairs and food events for a decade. But last month, in December 2021, she decided to turn her seasonal okonomiyaki business into regular operations throughout the year. So today we'll discuss why, what exactly okonomiyaki is, regional varieties of okonomiyaki, uh, which represent the pride of each region, and why Kazuko devotes herself to introducing a charm and deliciousness of okonomiyaki and much, much more. But uh, before we start, Japanese is available on Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write to a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Kazuko Nagao. Hello, Kazuko. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. Well, this is exciting. So congratulations, first of all. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, so just to get to know you, uh, first of all, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Okay, so I'm originally from Hiroshima, Japan. And then, of course, um, one of the most popular dish in the Hiroshima region is okonomiyaki, which is Hiroshima-style okonomiyaki. So I grew up eating those. And, of course, um, a lot of um, Japanese cuisine uh, in Japan. Japan, like sushi, yakiniku, ramen, all that kind of thing that I grew up eating. So basically, I really didn't was not exposed to a lot of different kind of cuisine when I was growing up. So I strictly ate most of the Japanese food when I was growing up. Hmm, that's interesting. So naturally, leads to the next question: When and why did you come to New York? Okay, so I actually um, came to New York uh, in '90s. I went to the SUNY Albany, so I went to university upstate New York. And I went back to Japan and worked a couple of years. And I came back 2001, in January, I came back. Mm, right. So what were you interested in just studying in the States? Or what was the reason you came to study in the States in the first place? Oh, okay, first place, I was actually came to um, the United States as an exchange student. So I was going to the Kansai uh, Foreign Language University and I was chosen to be exchange student. So I went to SUNY Albany. And then after that, I actually transferred to the school and I graduated from the same school. Uh, so 
at the beginning, I, I came to study English, also uh, get a degree at the at the university. And then second time I actually came back was I, I was studying dancing. So I wanted to be a dance instructor of salsa dance, which is a Latin dance. So I came to New York 2001 just to um, study dancing strictly. Yep. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny. <laughs> Why is it you amazing? Like? Yeah, well, you're always something unpredictable in very, very good way. So, and so another question about you. So outside your economic business, uh, like you can expect, you have many different job titles and they all sound fun and exciting. So could you tell us about what you do in your life outside of economic business? Yes, I actually um, came back to the States. Like I said, I wanted to learn how to dance salsa and I was dead, like dancing every single day couple years and also but um I also got a job and then uh, I was working at the staffing agency in New York City and after um got a chance to uh do some other things uh with my uh some of my friends started um one of my friends started the uh student support uh business like uh exchange program so I was helping her and then I actually started my own business uh 2006 and then since uh so which is uh notions united which is my company and i was doing a lot of like pr marketing uh promotions um business support for japanese businesses in new york new york so some business who wanted to expand their business in new york i i did the like and support them or some uh, Japanese businesses wanted to do market research or expand their business opportunities in North America, mainly New York. So I support those companies. And also I was, I've been doing um, uh, publication. It's called Peko Peko. Peko Peko means hungry in Japanese. So I'm doing the, uh, I've been doing online, uh, the web-based uh, food publication, uh, introducing all the all kind of food stuff in New York City in Japanese language, which I was covering a lot of restaurants. I've been going to uh, a lot of food events where I usually bump into Akiko-san a lot. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I was, but mainly I've been doing a lot of food-related um, business. That's what right. I've been doing. Yep. Yeah, I am really curious about your salsa dancing, but I have to have another <laughs> episode. <laughs> right, but just to add, um, I just found, according to your LinkedIn, you are the owner of Lopes, uh, which is a manufacturer of Japanese milk bread brand. Yes, yes. This is, you know, this is something other than Okonomiyaki. I actually started the pan, uh, during the pandemic because we got, as you know, Akikosan, everybody was baking bread, right, at home during the pandemic, mm. everybody. I couldn't even get an East um, to buy from the store early 2020. <laughs> and then uh, I everybody got so much time to, you know, so much time in their hand. And then I actually wanted to do, you know, the, you know, shokupan, shokupan, which is the Japanese milk bread. And I've been, always wanted to try to make it. So every single day I've been making it, tweaking it, you know, to perfect make one row because I had so much time in my hand because I was doing <laughs> nothing. So every day I try a different recipe, write it down, taste it. And, you know, it's not, it's not, a, you know, the texture I want. So, so actually also that's besides, you know, economy, I, I actually started during the pandemic. Uh, so milk bread, you know, hopefully I can bring one to you so you can taste it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. So. <laughs> mm. Right. Well, just to, you know, maybe for that's another episode too. Um, Japanese milk bread is very unique and I, yes. I can't find it only in Japan and it's very hard to make. So, yes. yeah, I hope I can taste yours yeah. one day and sometime it soon. Takes, it takes six hours to make one loaf, you know, wow. so the process, because you have to, you know, the dough has to rise, rest. So it's, um, it's a lot of work. Like, that's why I think a lot of bread making business, it has to be have a large quantity. Otherwise, mm. you know, it, it's not, how can I say, it, it doesn't, it, you know, you, you, you're not going to make money selling one loaf, <laughs> spending six hours just to make one loaf. Um, so, yeah, but the milk bread is very uniquely, it's a white bread, right? It's like a, it's a, it's, it's a white bread if you categorize, but um, yeah, but it's, it's, Mine is very, very rich 
and moist and dense. Mm. So it's not it's not fluffy, right? It's it's soft, of course, but it's not fluffy. But the food, the the bread itself has a really good taste to it. And then when you toast it, you become plumpy because mm. it's because milk bread contains a lot of liquid. Um, so. So that's why the bread don't get really dry easily. So when you toast it, it's like, it's, you know, plumpy. I know it's kind of, you know, weird to use that word to describe the bread. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's not even hua hua. It's like, it's like a plumpy. So I, I really want to, to, to taste. And I don't put any preserves because a lot of, a lot of uh, bread, they put a lot of preserve because how, how you can have the bread for two, two weeks without getting any mold. Or anything, right? So they put mm. a lot of chemicals, things, and also um, use a lot of uh, make. I'm sure they, you know, they put some something to keep the bread really fluffy, because right. so it's it make extremely soft, right? Mm. So but I don't put any any of those things. Very simple, you know, ingredients, and it's just a ratio. I think it just a it, you know, the baking bread is a chemical. It's like ratio of the ingredients and then timing and temperature humidity so right. yeah it's a, it's a lot of it's not it's way 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 harder than making okonomiyaki right. okonomiyaki well, is so easy yeah compared yeah, to the bread well, yeah. <laughs> but i feel it was the same level of passion for your milk bread too yeah <laughs> right so well but you know it's a good segue because um the prevalence of good bread in Japan really um, shows that it's not just a rice country, right? We love flour right. and uh, we like baking and, of mm-hmm. course, okonomiyaki. So that's, that's this Yeah, it's topics. also flour, yeah. Right. So let's talk about it. So first of all, what is okonomiyaki? Yeah, so okonomiyaki is, like, like you said earlier a little bit in the beginning, okonomiyaki is one of the traditional Japanese food. Uh and then mainly known as like local specialty in Hiroshima Prefecture or Osaka. And then um, it's a flour dish. And then both, uh, like I said, actually okonomiyaki is contains like flowers and vegetables. Maybe I can talk a little more detail about the ingredients. But it's a very simple dish. And then it contains a lot of cabbage, a lot of vegetables. So you can consume, you can take a lot, you know, it's, it's very healthy and it's vertical. You can put a meat and seafood on the top of it. So it's very unique Japanese cuisine. Like you say, it's very, it's still under the radar. It's like not well known as sushi or ramen, uh, but it's, but all the Japanese people knows about this dish, right? So right. everybody knows about it, but not as popular as uh, sushi or ramen here in the United States. So. And then, like I said, there are two two kinds, yeah, Hiroshima style and Osaka style. Yeah, I have to say that I'm from Tokyo, and my mm-hmm. my dad is from Kyushu, and okay. my mom is from Tokyo, so I kind of skipped the most main areas of economy <laughs> <laughs> right, producing right. regions. So my level of knowledge or familiarity was very very low, and it's mm-hmm. probably compared to you, I'm I'm like nothing, and. Uh, so uh, my first exposure to okonomiyaki is, you know, in Japanese um, in households, there are electric right. hot plates that you can mm-hmm. put on the table mm-hmm. and then right. you cook anything you want, including okonomiyaki. And right. I really loved it. It's even before the taste. It's the fun. You right. just put yes. all the things and make it with the family, you know, table. Everybody's like laughing, you know, good at it. And then mm-hmm. we just taste it. It, it. At the end, it's delicious anyways. So right. that's a very entertaining part. Right. Which features are going to make it very special yes. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, so it can be served at the restaurant. It's Okonomiyaki special, you know, it's like Okonomiyaki shop. Or you can make it at home, right? There are right. two different mm-hmm. ways to taste it. Okay, yep. All right. So, so what are the basic ingredients of okonomiyaki, yes. and how 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 do you make it in general? Who had no oh, okay. idea what it's made? But. Okay, so let's say I like I said, okonomiyaki has two kinds. One is Osaka style, and the other one is Hiroshima style. So I always explain people like let's say computer, right? Mac and Windows are both computers, right? But we call it the Mac and the Windows are different, but it's both computer. 
So okonomiyaki is like that. Both call okonomiyaki, <laughs> but it has a different style, like Mac and Windows. They're both computers, but it's a two different styles. So, um, wow. so Osaka style. Um, so that's that's you know people kind of kind of understand the concept. Why there are two kinds, right? Like you know Chicago pizza, and then I guess you know deep dish, and then New York style pizza is different, right? Uh, Naples pizza is different. So I guess it, everybody calls one category, but it's kind of different style. So Osaka style, but both actually use mainly same ingredients, which is flour and water and egg and then cabbage and scallion. So Osaka style is um, has a cabbage, scallion. Um, I think the te- the tempura crumbs. It's uh, tenkasu, and then some people put the gingers. So and then okonomi means whatever you like. And yaki is grill. So you can technically put whatever you like. But Osaka style, the difference between Osaka Hiroshima style is the way they make it. So they Osaka style, you mix everything, just like a pancake. Right, so you put the flour, you have a batter, and all the ingredients and ingredients are mixed, and then you just you know bake it like you make a pancake. Uh, versus Hiroshima style is you make a thin crepes, and then put all the ingredients as a layer, so you don't mix all the vegetable with the butter. So uh, you put the make a thin crepe with the butter is made with flour and water. And then you put some kind of like a fish powder to give a little taste and then put the cabbage, scallion. And then Hiroshima style, we usually use the bean sprouts. So put a little bit of bean sprouts and then put the, uh, uh, you can put pork, sliced pork. I think that's main main meat that we use for both Okonomiyaki Osaka style as well. So thinly sliced pork belly you put on the top. So it's just a layer. And the Hiroshima style usually has a yakisoba noodle are added. On the on the as one of the layer, so that's I think is one of the biggest difference. But both use a large amount of cabbage, so I don't even know how you can consume that much cabbage besides okonomiyaki. Yes, <laughs> also maybe, but you, we use a lot of cabbages. Yeah. Mm, so which one is Apple? Which one is uh, Microsoft? Well, <laughs> I'm just I'll kidding. I'll say. I'll say. Maybe. Windows is Osaka style, and Hiroshima is Mac. <laughs> okay, so Hiroshima is cool. <laughs> All right, I kind of agree. No, I think right. it, you know it's more more generic. Osaka style, anybody can like you say, anybody can make it at home. Hiroshima style is a little a little you know uh, tricky. Even Hiroshima people, we don't make it at home. We usually go to the restaurant to eat it. Mm. Uh, my mom was making it at home, but you, most of the people just go to the restaurant. You don't do it mm. at home. But Osaka style, like you say, it's easy, right? And it's fun. So you just make, you know, like a batter and like pancake so you can make it at home. So it's easier. It's easy access, I think. Um, mm. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like uh, reflecting the culture of Osaka yeah. casual, fun, and quick right. and economical. <laughs> make it yeah. quick. Right. <laughs> I love that. So, and um, also like you add uh, red pickle ginger sometimes, like sometimes you yes. find red Yeah, yeah, stuff. red pickle, yeah, ginger, mainly for Osaka style. Hiroshima style, mm. we don't use any pickle ginger. Osaka mm. style only, yeah, they put it. Wow. I didn't know that all those details. So, and one thing I I was curious about, you know, J- Japanese people like uh, the kind of sweet and salty sauce that could mm-hmm. be, um, you know, tonkatsu sauce and right, you know, usta sauce. So, okonomi sauce is similar, right? So, what kind of sauce is that that you okay. put on okonomi? Yes. So, okonomiyaki, we usually use the okonomi sauce, right? So, like a, for like French fry, you use ketchup, maybe. I don't know, like steak, maybe you put A1 sauce. So it's like a specific sauce for this dish. So I use the okonomi sauce. And any brand, I think, specially, especially, you know, um, made for okonomiyaki, a lot of uh, most, a lot of brands call okonomi, uh, okonomi sauce. But I use the otahuku sauce um, brand, okonomiyaki. It's a brown sauce. Everybody, what is the brown sauce? Like you say, it's sweet, a little bit salty, um, but... Uh, those sauces are made. I'm not from the, the you know the sauce brand, but uh, the sauce is made with the veggie dates. Dates give a little sweetness too. I'm sure they have some sugar in it, but dates and the fruits. So I usually explain. It's really hard to explain to the people. People come up. What kind of sauce is that, right? 
And some people maybe say like kind of similar to teriyaki sauce, but I sometimes like, but I usually say it's a barbecue with soy sauce. <laughs> That's how I Wait, describe well, it. Well, yeah. I think the, the truth is that, you know, teriyaki sauce, you can make it at home by yourself. But all those right. uh, tonkatsu sauce, they're really like specific big company brands. Mm-hmm. And because they're so delicious, we don't bother making their own. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. Tonkatsu sauce, so economy sauce. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I think ba- basically it's uh, lots of vegetables and fruits and then ketchup and some sugar. Right. So they're very similar. Right, I think so. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important element of uh, okonomiyaki because that's yes, like yes. the that's, theme of that's the, the taste. taste, right? That's the taste of of okonomiyaki. You're, I don't want to say you're eating the sauce, but for Japanese people, uh, without sauce, it doesn't taste like okonomiyaki. I think right. that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, and also I think you mentioned a couple of times that the, how much cabbage you put, but I think mm-hmm. cabbage is a great source of umami and sweetness. So right. that's uh, the texture also if it's cooked kind of soft and crunchy at the same time and it's addictive. So that's a key component of okonomiyaki. Right, and then right. it's not, you know, it's not like a sauerkraut. It's a fresh cabbage. So it's not, it doesn't have any sour taste. But when you cook it, it's, you know, like you say, it gives a little bit, you know, the sweetness and the umami. And then uh, Hiroshima style, because it's layer, right? You actually taste each ingredient more, more in compared mm. to Osaka style. Because we don't mix with the batter. So you just taste cabbage as a cabbage. You taste the scallion as a scallion. So so some people, because prefer Hiroshima style, because it's, you know, it's, it's more veggier, I think. But my okonomiyaki, it's not doughy either. So even the Osaka style is very veggie. You know, but um, Hiroshima style is even more because it has no, you know, it's not mixed with the batter. So, so if you really want to uh, taste the vegetable, uh, Hiroshima style is actually tastes, you know, it tastes veggier, I think. Mm, right. Interesting. And uh, so the, like we can imagine, the konyaki is very popular in Japan. And I heard, according to one source, um, there are at least 9,000 okonomiyaki restaurants as of 2020, and on your website, you said it's over 20,000 okonomiyaki yes, restaurants. all over the, right. all over the Japan. Right. Uh, so it is more popular in the Western part of Japan, like you said, in particular, right. you know, Hiroshima and Osaka, there was like, you know, right. ground zero of Hiroshima. So, although the okonomiyaki. So we'll talk about the regional characteristics more later, but um, why do you think okonomiyaki is so popular nationwide? Um, I think, you know, in Japan, right, a lot of Japanese cuisine is healthy without thinking, right? We consume a lot of vegetables, you know, without even thinking, like, we have to take a lot of vegetables because we consume a lot of vegetables in a different way. And I think one of the, the reasons that okonomiyaki, yes, it's healthy, but it's it's more like, I think, easy access and it's kind of fun. Like you said, like, especially the Osaka style, you make it at home, like we have the whole plate, like, you know, those great griddle electric griddle and it's easy to make so um i think and then i don't know maybe the the, the sauce sauce is very um sauce is very tasty i think one of the best way to eat uh you know the vegetable but i think it's really fun fun to make and, and it's easy to make at, at home like 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 um like it's like uh i was talking to my friend that like they're always making for saturday lunch right with the mm. family so it's, you know, we have to, and in Japan, we cook a lot at home. You know, of course we eat out, but we cook a lot at home. So I think it's one of the good addition to the repertoire, right, for the menu. Because sometimes it's, it's kind of easy. So, okay, today let's just do the okonomiyaki. So I think easy access, easy to make. It's fun thing to, to do. And I, I guess on the top of that, it's very healthy. Um, so... And then also ingredients are very, you know, it's not expensive. It's a flower and then, you know, vegetable. So I guess it, right. that's why it become really popular in the household. Mm, right. And if you have a bottle of economy sauce uh, in your fridge, you're right. good to go anytime. Right. And right. most of the people has it, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, like you said, you can cook it at home. And also I went to one time, 
you know, there is Okonomi uh, restaurant, Okonomiyaki restaurant, where you can bring other people as a group, you can cook and the service can help you. Or uh, last time we went to Osaka, there is a mm-hmm. one counter seat restaurant and right. there's a very skilled stuff person making Okonomiyaki. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. an art. It's almost like a theater. So mm-hmm. there are different ways to enjoy Okonomiyaki visually and as an experience. So I think it's a huge potential for Okonomiyaki in outside of Japan. Yeah. Right. So, and um, what is the origin and the history of Okonomiyaki, which I, I think is very interesting. Yeah. You know, there are like a couple of the stories because like you said before, in Japan is known for rice country, right? We eat rice, but we eat flour. So like, one of the stories that, you know, I, I think I have to really study more, but one of the stories that I, I've known is like early, ni- like 1900, like Taisho era, right? People start eating flour, but they just make a simple dish, like like crepes. Put the flour and water, make a batter and make a thin crepe and then just put like a little bit of um, the vegetable or some kind of like a protein, like a fish, like, or uh, like meat. And then put like a... a Worcestershire sauce, you know, uh, sauce, and then make it like Issen Yoshoku, which is like very cheap snack, the Western style, because they you put the sauce and flour, that's like more exotic Western cuisine. So I think that's kind of like a form of like a flour with like water. It's a batter cooked, you know, thin crepes and put something on the top of it. So that's kind of like the started. And then, of course, during the war, you know, Japan didn't have a lot of food. And then actually Okonomiyaki become very, very popular after World War II. Um, in Hiroshima, uh, actually, um, I don't know why the Isen, that format of Isen Yoshoku turned into the two kinds of, two different style. I think Hiroshima kind of stayed with the, the or, origin more, more because we still make a thin, thin crepe and put on the top of, uh, of the crepe, we put uh, ingredients. But not like before. Now they put more stuff. But um, and then Osaka instead of making a crepes, I think they start making everything on one shot and mix everything and start cooking. <laughs> so, so I think the after World War Two, because Japan start consuming a lot of flowers, and then flour was cheaper. And then of course, you know, after the war, uh, Japan didn't have a lot of food, so we get like I think they got a lot of supply the flour from from the United States, and then start using those flour. And the flower dish become very more popular and the more accessible. And then mm. one of the story I heard is in Hiroshima, right? A lot of a lot of um, uh, because I'm from Hiroshima, so I know more in Hiroshima side. But um, a lot of during the war, a lot of men went out to to fight, right? To the to the outside of Japan. So a lot of women have to um, uh, run the run the household. So a lot of people start cooking. Uh, at the house and start selling food. So that's when they kind of start um, okonomiyaki formal. Like they start cooking the okonomiyaki uh, at house um, and then we can make it kind of like a small restaurant and start, a lot of women start selling okonomiyaki after the war because they have to earn some money uh, without a man. So actually a lot of okonomiyaki in Japan still owned by a lot of like a, like a female because if it's, if it's not like a big chain, you know, a store, Usually a lot like house, they have like a little store and then back of the store is like, you know, like somebody's house. So those people live back of the restaurant and, you know, so they make the front of the house as a restaurant. So they still have a lot of those little stores as well. So, yeah, so that's why Hiroshima, um, actually a lot of okonomiyaki shop after the war started by women. Yes, mm, I, I find it kind of very interesting. Yes, right. Yeah, and also I, I also heard that you know the reason uh, there are a lot of cabbage in it. This started after World War Two because we didn't have enough food because we mm-hmm. lost the war. Yeah. So by adding cabbage and also uh, yakisoba noodles, that was mm-hmm. less expensive than compared right. to other things. Right. So it's a reflection of the history. Right. You know, right. The survival, survival, right. making more nutritious. You know, they didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of meat that back then, so they couldn't meet. But, like, you know, after, like, uh, not right after the war, but, in you know, in thir- uh, you know later in the year, Japan recovered a little more and then start adding more stuff, making more nutritious, uh, mm-hmm. like meat, you know. 
So it's yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. A lot of people don't know. I you know I didn't even know uh, about the detail of the histories, but uh, this food co- this is very you know the okonomiyaki has very interesting story you know behind. Mm, right, and the other interesting fact I found I was so so curious. So the very very origin of okonomiyaki, the original form of okonomiyaki, was born. Um, because of Sen Norikyu, who is yeah, the uh, yeah. founder of Japanese tea ceremony. And, right. you know, the tea ceremony master makes guests uh, some kind of snack for right. the stomach, not to be damaged by mm-hmm. caffeine. So okonomiyaki, the original form was just a cake made out of flour. Right. And then he was serving it. And then eventually that was like, you know, 17th century. Right. And over time, like you described, it became completely different form. He didn't right. make, you know, bake okonomiyaki in his mm-hmm, small tea mm-hmm. room. But yeah, over time, it became more like live cooking with the heat. Right. So yeah, you don't expect tea ceremonies related to okonomiyaki. That's kind of like the complete opposite. Yeah. They make they make a little snack, like, you know, compliment, you know, the compliment tea. And then already Senoriki was using the flower dish, right? So mm. I was also wondering what make you what makes you think that put the water and flour and mix it and you know grill it and you know it became some you know become firm and it's you know you can eat it, right? So it's like uh it's very interesting, right? Mm. Right. Just one dish called okonomiyaki that packs a lot of history, so maybe mm-hmm. we can discover more. <laughs> right. Um, right. All right. So uh, let's take a break here. And when we come back, we'll discuss um, different regional styles of okonomiyaki that Kazuko offers at Okonomi. So please stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, and my guest today is Kazuko Nagao, the founder of Okonomi, a new okonomiyaki shop based in Queens, New York. All right, so uh, I heard that you've been cooking okonomiyaki at uh, spring and summer events in New York for decades. So why did you start cooking okonomiyaki for the public? Uh, yes, so um, like I said, I'm from Hiroshima, and Hiroshima style is very um, unique okonomiyaki style because what, what makes unique is like, it's not available at so many, like, like outside of Hiroshima. You have to go to a specialty uh, store to go to Hiroshima style okonomiyaki. Osaka style is, you know, like you say, it's easy. Everybody can make it at home. So I was actually um, cooking for my friends because a lot of my friends, even Japanese friends, never eat Hiroshima style okonomiyaki. So I was cooking it for my friends. So, and then one time, one day, uh, the publication I've been doing, Peko Peko, I, I was interviewing this gastropub in East Village. It's called Jimmy's 40, uh, 43. He, you know, I think closed the, the shop because right next to his building has a big explosion a couple of years ago. But anyway, so Jimmy was so cool, so nice. And it's a gastropub. And then, then it's uh, in the basement. It's kind of like, a, it's not a speakeasy, but it has very cozy place. 
And then he has another separate room. So he offered me, Kazuko, why don't you do Okonomiyaki event? He, I don't even know he knew Okonomiyaki, but somehow he offered me the space. I was like, okay, so I'll do it. So I did it. And then I, I got like 150 people showed up. The place was so packed and so small, but it was a huge event. It was really fun. So I, so when, that's when I really did the first event. And then after that, I met the people from the Okonomi Sauce Company, and then I got more involved. And then, um, I don't know if you remember, like in the early, like a 2010, so many Japanese street festivals started. So I joined it. And uh, at the beginning, I was helping Osahuku Sauce because they need more people to help him. So I was helping. And then sometimes I just did my, myself, but I didn't have any name or nothing. I was just making Okonomiyaki and selling it at the festival. Um, and then I was, uh, decided to join the flea market, which is called LIC Flea in Queens. So that time I really decided, you know what? I really named the name of the store because a lot of those, even the flea market, they have store names. So I was like, okay, I have to come up with some kind of name. So the Okonomi means, um, like vibration, right? Making shorter the Okonomiyaki. So I usually, in Japanese, we, I usually say Okonomi instead of Okonomiyaki. Uh, so, so, so that's why I decided to call it Okonomi because it's easy, you know, to pronounce and everything. So, so actually, so that's, that's when I started doing the LIC flea and then one leads to another. And then I went to the Bryan Park to the movie night, so the street, you know, and the event. And then I also joined the Smorgasburg in Brooklyn, which is one of the biggest and largest food flea market in the, in the United States, which was 2017. I actually went audition. That event <laughs> is very popular. So a lot of people want to uh, be part of it. So they have a lot of applica- applicants to, to want to have a store there. I mean, the stand there. So I apply and then they always get a lot of application and I somehow I got a call back. Say, okay, I don't, I want to see what you have. <laughs> so come to our office and then do the demonstration. So I actually brought a little gr- electric griddle with me and all the ingredients were already cut. And then I went to their office and then I cooked in their uh, meeting room. So <laughs> 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 But, you know, they had window open, so it was good because, you know, even the griddle, it kind of gets smoky. So I cooked it and then I did the presentation. I wore a uniform and then I have those, you know, the main guys from the Smogersburg and then I just, cook in front of them and then showcase and explain what it is and I got the spot in 2007 so since then I joined the smoother sport yep so yeah so I wasn't actually planning kind of like one after another uh because if you start doing the events and other organizers start you know contacting hey you know we're from we're doing this event would you like to come so I was like okay so and then one of the one of the fun events that I did uh, was the Bryan Park movie night uh, every summer in the Bryan Park. So every, you know, the free movie night at, at the Bryan Park. So I did that for the couple of years. Mm, interesting. I, so, um, yeah, it sounds like everything came out of your passion for your um, food from your home, hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's just genuine mission that you want to let people know how great it is. <laughs> and I really respect your kind of mission. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, so um, when when it sounds like, you know, especially Bryan Park, which is very quintessential um, park in Mm -hmm. New York. And it's it's very interesting to even imagine. I've never been been there when you're selling it. But Okonomiyaki is such a regional Japanese thing. And it's a part of this New York City iconic uh, summer event. So (laughs) it's amazing. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I always talk to my staff, you know, and I was like, you know what? I think in the history, we could be the only one who cook okonomiyaki at the Bryan Park, you know? Mm, right. It's, it's very, yeah, it's like, we like, I think we're the only one, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, next time you go back, you get a red carpet at the Hiroshima yeah, station. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. And then in December 2021, you you turned your seasonal okonomiyaki business into regular operations throughout the year. So why did you decide to do that? Yes. Like I said, you know, during the pandemic, 
everything relates to the pandemic. 2020 pandemic hit. And then uh, up until then, I was every, you know, spring. My season was usually April to October. You know, on the weekend, I was doing a lot of events, which is fun and I'm always busy. Sometimes, like, you know, I get those movie nights, sometimes uh, different events. So when the busy time, I was making like almost like four times a week. Um, so we, I have a lot of events, but like, just like anybody else, the pandemic shut down everything. So during that time, I was thinking, okay, so 2020, we have to, you know, be careful. So I was just, you know, not even thinking about like how we can get back to the, to, to the business. I was like, you know, I hope everybody stay home. I don't get sick. You know, my friends don't get sick. So, and then I was just spending a lot of time just baking bread <laughs> to experimenting to cook the, like, uh, to the, to the recipe. And then in 2021, last year, uh, July, after the all the vaccination rollout, you know, almost, you know, everybody get, start getting vaccinated. And then the outdoor events actually reopened last year, summer. So I, I went back to doing that. But, but, during the pandemic and also um, last, like you know, this this past year, that got me thinking: um, if we don't have a place to sell okonomiyaki, I was you know showcasing, introducing this this dish, and then there's actually no place. Of course, there are Japanese restaurants serving okonomiyaki, like one of you know few places they specialize it. Some places has on their menu, but all this year I've been you know. Um, uh, promoting this dish and then I have no place to you know demonstrate or showcase or introduce so there are only two ways to do either me opening up the restaurant or just have a place to cook and just you know serve or sell and then of course I was um, you know I've been supporting a lot of restaurants uh, promoting them but I know how hard it is to have a restaurant right? You need a lot of funding, you know, manpower. So I was more into, I, if I can manage on my own and a smaller um, scale, so maybe I can focus on just delivery and pickup, like ghost kitchen, you know, that happens a lot during the pandemic. So I decided to do that route because, um, so that allows me once the season starts again, I can also do a lot of outdoor events using the kitchen and prepping. And also, at the same time, I can just do the delivery and pick up using the, those delivery platforms. Uh, so that would be more manageable for me. So that's that's one of the reasons that I decided to, to do um, the seasonal business, the regular operation. So regular operation meaning that it's not a restaurant. It's just a delivery and uh, pickups uh, only. Okay, great. So, um, so your business economy spells uh, OCO NOMI, not like original OKO NOMI. Right. It's economy. Just so the listeners can find it on Google. Yes. So it's economy. So, what do you offer on the menu at economy? Okay, so I offer um, mainly three things. Of course, I have a lot of you know the appetizers and stuff like that. But main okonomiyaki is Osaka style. And Hiroshima style and the modern yaki, which uh, so those those are three main uh, main uh, okonomiyaki menu that I have. So I already explained Hiroshima style and Osaka style. So what is modern yaki? So modern yaki is uh, actually Osaka style okonomiyaki plus yakisoba noodle and egg, fried egg on the top. So it's kind of like a layer of Osaka style okonomiyaki with the yakisoba noodle and egg. Wow. So that's much bigger, richer. <laughs> kind yeah, it's, of... it's more. It's more. Mm. Yeah, but Hiroshima style already have noodle too, the yakisoba noodle with the egg. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Osaka right. style is is just a just a pancake. Yeah. Mm, right. So in this case, uh, the noodles are mixed in instead of as a layer. So that's the difference. And also you add. No, no the modern yaki is also kind of layer. Layer of the Osaka style oh. okonomiyaki and then yakisoba on the top and the fried noodle on the top. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like the um, hybrid of both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's called the modern, like modern yaki means modern, right? So what's... Yeah, I think what, it's how, coming how modern from is the... Mo- it's, it's, I think it's modern yaki, right? But I think it's coming from the modern. Right, uh-huh. but I think it's more uh, popular in Osaka, 
and then I, which I I'm not sure about why it's called motoyaki. Maybe it's found here. <laughs> I guess not. Right. This uh, it's my ha- my homework. I have to mm-hmm. find it. But you know, that's so is it new? Relatively new. Do you know when it came out to the market? Uh, I, but it's been couple. You know, it's not like a really new new. It's you know because when I was in college, I was already eating it in Osaka. Oh, okay. So, yeah, right. so it's not like a hybrid, but it's not like a new new thing. Mm, interesting. Now, <laughs> that's that's good to know. All right. So, um, the there's a you know there's a question about how competitive people get between Hiroshima and Osaka. <laughs> so culturally, right. they're very strong, right? So, how important is that they you have to and if they you say that you know you mix up the two, do they get upset? Okay, so this is very interesting questions <laughs> because, like, with Osaka style is more generic. So a lot of people, I think, in even in Japan, most of the people you say okonomiyaki, they think about the Osaka style, which is all mixed up, right? You you make it at home, so, and then that's that's Osaka style, right? So Osaka style okonomiyaki, people think it's automatically that's okonomiyaki. So what? So then what makes Hiroshima style okonomiyaki? So what is it then, right? So a lot of people outside of Hiroshima call, sometimes call Hiroshima yaki, just to make, just distinguish from the Osaka style. So if Osaka style is okonomiyaki, and then they call Hiroshima yaki, because it's kind of confusing if you call it okonomiyaki. But for Hiroshima people, it's not Hiroshima yaki. For Hiroshima people, Hiroshima style is Hiroshima style okonomiyaki. That's okonomiyaki <laughs> to us. So right. that's okonomi. So Hiroshima people usually call Osaka style okonomiyaki. Hiroshima people don't call Osaka yaki because we mm. respect okonomiyaki, Osaka right. style. So, mm. yeah, so it's kind of like a funny. It's, in a joking way, a lot of people say, oh, Hiroshima people very, get very upset if you call it Hiroshima yaki, right? Don't call it in front of Hiroshima people, it's Hiroshima yaki, because mm. people get really upset, or, you know. It's a, in a joking manner, but yeah, so to us, Hiroshima style okonomiyaki is a okonomiyaki to us, right? So so I, if you say who's going to get upset more, I think Hiroshima people get upset more <laughs> if it's mixed up, I think. Right. Yeah. So basically, if you visit Hiroshima and then you find okonomiyaki uh, shop, you basically expect Hiroshima style exactly, okonomiyaki, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right. So if it's Osaka style, they specifically say it. Because like mm. you said, if in Hiroshima, if you go to okonomiyaki shop, you know, what they serve is Hiroshima style okonomiyaki automatically. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. It's very interesting because... Hiroshima doesn't have a lot, a lot to offer because we, <laughs> our main in like food culture, the main items Osaka okonomiyaki and oyster, and then I think the momiji manju, which is like a sweet like treat. So we don't have compared to other bigger city, we don't have a lot of like regional cuisine. So <laughs> we have a lot of pride in like okonomiyaki because Osaka got so much, you know, takoyaki. They have so many other things, right? Mm. But Hiroshima is like Hiroshima style okonomiyaki is one of the most popular, you know, or like very signature dish for us. So I guess the Hiroshima people get really, you know, uh, really have a pride. <laughs> right. Well, the considering the different size of the city, you know, Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Osaka, yeah, it's like a precious soul food. So. Yeah, I really respect Hiroshima Okonomiyaki. And there's a big, uh, beautiful sake producing area yes. in Hiroshima. Yep. So, right, it's a good place to visit. Um, all right, so, uh, by the way, does it take much longer to make Hiroshima-style Okonomiyaki than Osaka? Because you have to layer things, right? Uh, time-wise, not. But you have to layer, you have to put the layer of ingredients. That means it takes more actions right you have to put one mm. after another osaka style you just mix it and then put it on the top so it's definitely easier uh to make right uh, or okay. less yeah less work i would say right it's more technically challenging mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, uh, so which one is your favorite? It's a stupid question. I, I know the answer, but yeah. what's... what's... <laughs> of course, I'm from Hiroshima, so I have to choose Hiroshima style okonomiyaki. But I really like Osaka style, especially that I like, like we make. Because like I said, we don't make it doughy. So it's very mm. light. Like, you know, you can put, you know, like takoyaki is very doughy, right? Because that's what it is. Takoyaki is more, you know, more doughy. And then Osaka mm-hmm. style okonomiyaki, if you want to make it doughy, like you can make, you know, put a lot of flowers and less ingredients. Of course, like pancake, right? Like pancake, if you don't put anything like a, like a blueberry or banana or anything, it's really dough, like doughy. So, um, so yeah, my Osaka style is very less doughy. So that's why, you know, a lot of people likes it. Mm, right. Okay, so how do uh, who are your clients first of all, and what how they react to your okonomiyaki? Yeah, so since I started the delivery service right when it uh, this past uh, December, so it's, it's still the less than two months. Uh, we get um, for that platform, we get I'll say like twenty luck like you think you know thanks to my Japanese community. I would say like a twenty percent of Japanese customer right now, because it's really rare to find on that. You know, if you're browsing Uber Eats or whatever the platform, oh, I want to eat something, and then you, you know, you really don't find okonomiyaki. But I guess we, I joined like December, so people start finding us. So twenty percent of Japanese customers, and then the rest, you know, of course, this is delivery and pickup, so I don't really see the customers. I only see the names on the on the when we receive the all orders. The Japanese name is easy to distinguish, so that's why I can tell. It's I would say twenty percent um, the Japanese customers, and then um, so yeah. So and then reactions, of course, delivery we don't know, but we already start getting a, like repeat customers, even though non-Japanese customers as well. So I guess we find okay, me I, I guess they like it <laughs> because they order again, and then also the the festival. That's another story because it's right there. And we get you know see the customers right you know in front of our face and then um so their reaction is very interesting uh because a lot of people who never eaten it and then they love it and they even come back to a booth and they oh my god it was so good thank you so much you know um so people who never eaten okonomiyaki they, they like it and then they come back and they give us a compliment that's that's really you know so that's reaction that you know that sometimes you know we we get, uh, especially people who never eat okonomiyaki, they find it like very you know tasty and so good. So yeah, so that's that's kind of a great reaction from the customers. Mm, right. So sounds like okonomiyaki has a global appeal because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's simple but it's really rich and approachable, and as you said, it's light and healthy. So that's amazing. So. Um, well, I'm sure, you know, we talked about you can make okonomiyaki at home. So some listeners are interested in cooking okonomiyaki at home. So do you have any simple recipe that they can try? Yes, yes, yes. So, of course, you can, you know, there is nothing that you cannot find on the internet right now. So, of course, <laughs> it's, you know, any recipe that you can find, but just to get an idea. Osaka style, I think you recommend because it's easier to make, but the, you know, for the beginner. So... All you need is a butter, um, which is flour and water, and then cabbage, scallion, and uh, pickle ginger, like the red pickle ginger, you might not find it at uh, the regular, like a supermarket. So it's it's optional. Of course, you can go to Japanese supermarket. You can just get everything at the Japanese supermarket. But if not, if it's a regular, you know, um, supermarket substitution i sometimes actually sometimes one time i didn't get the the red ginger so sometimes i i bought a real ginger and i minced it and i put a little bit to just give a kick or sometimes i get like a zucchini and and then make it like a dice and then put it in some sometimes i put the uh red pepper or orange peppers like bell peppers and then those are good so and then i i also put the kale and then corn, which is not traditional in Japan, but, you know, but that gives like a nice color and then very tasty. So you can just put whatever you like because okonomi is whatever you like. So you can put it and just mix it and put egg, a cracked egg and just put the egg and then mix it. And then uh, just 
grill it on the on the, if you don't have a like a griddle flat top you know um griddle just use the pan and then just bake it make it just like you're making a pancake and then uh you flip it and then uh sometimes you want to make sure that things get cooked so you put the uh, cover if you have a cover in a pan and then and then you're good to go okay that sounds great so uh how for those who are not willing to cook how can we order your okonomiyaki uh, okay so right now um of course you can there's a radius right not all the region uh delivery area but uh for delivery i'm we are based in like a Queens, Sunnyside, so Long Island City, Astoria, Utsai, some part of I think Manhattan, uh, like a Midtown East, very like really East Side, like First Avenue, Second Avenue around there, maybe the delivery area. So you can go to um, the Uber Eats, all those platforms, Grubhub's, Seamless, DoorDash. You can look for Okonomi, not the K, but with the C O C O N O M I. Uh, you can google it and we have uh, um yeah so you, you can order it, those platform and they also have a pickup i think that you can choose the pickup if you want to come and pick up which is the sunny side uh there's the address there so so you can order it and then hopefully this year uh last year we started july but hopefully this year we can go back to the regular uh schedule for the outdoor events which usually start in april uh so and once that thing started, um, we're going to be at the uh, Smokersburg on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so there's something to look forward to for the summer. Hopefully, uh, COVID is going to be in control way more than yes, now. Yes, I hope so. Right. Keep right. So, so what are your plans and dreams? Okay, my plan is I would like to have more opportunity to uh, introduce Okonomiyaki outside of New York. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we become more successful in New York and then I'd like to expand to other states. Awesome. All right. Then uh, eventually you get a statute um, in Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. yeah so, so this is very interesting. Um, uh, like, uh, for, for, for example, right, the Smogersburg, they're expanding to Miami and they're already doing mm. L.A. So they have, you know, other locations. So, you know, I, if I can just pop in those events, maybe I can introduce Okonomiyaki. Or if I have, you know, go on franchise, who knows? <laughs> Whoever wants right. to do other states, because I learned that it's really difficult to expand your business on your own. But if you have somebody who interested in, in Okonomiyaki, wanted to do in other states, you know. So there's other way to do, uh, to expand my business. So that's, I like to look into, but of course, because the pandemic, everything got in a stop and delay. So I'd like to kind of like restart and then introduce more okonomiyaki to uh, to New Yorkers. And then once you become popular in New York, I'm sure that will bring more attention to okonomiyaki from other parts of the country. So that's that's my yeah, that's my plans and dreams. Yeah, right. Sounds great. Good luck, and I hope you have more time for. Uh, milk bread and also salsa yeah. dancing and <laughs> everything else. So I know milk bread. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Right. So, and where can we find your updates online and okay. on social media? Okay. Uh, so I think the social media is the most updated one. So, which is uh, Okonomi O C O N O N um, O C O N O M I underscore N Y C. That's Instagram, and also we have a website uh okonomi.nyc okay o-c-o-n-o-m-i.nyc mm, so sounds like it's going to be a lot more going on towards the summer and beyond so well good luck and thank you so much for joining us today Casco. thank you so much for having me all right so listeners if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests please contact us at japanese at heritagevideonetwork.org or akikwateyama.com Japanese is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. I'm Jinae's Armin Spenjan, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japanese is powered by Simplecast. 
Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.